الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وسارعوا إلى مغفرة من ربكم وجنة عرضها السماوات والأرض أعدت للمتقين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من خاف أدلج ومن أدلج بلغ المنزل ألا إن سلعة الله الغالية ألا إن سلعة الله الجنة أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected ulama ikram, brothers and elders. Anybody and everybody generally is always very busy. Everyone is in a rush in some direction or the other. Everybody is always moving. And this is the situation throughout the world. Person comes out in the morning on any main road, he sees cars upon cars and vehicles all rushing in some direction or the other. Then people are catching other modes of transport. Somebody is flying from one end to the other and somebody is catching some bus from one end to the other and everybody is just moving in some direction or the other. But generally, all this rush is towards dunya. <coughs> Every person generally is rushing towards dunya. How can he make his dunya better? How can he enhance what people refer to as the quality of life? Whereas what the reality of the quality of life is, is something else. But what is the quality of life in the understanding of people and generally the quality of life in the understanding of people is that to have more material possessions have greater comforts and luxuries in terms of the material things of dunya person had a small house now he can have a big, bigger house he was driving a simple car he can drive a luxury car he was wearing maybe very simple clothing he can wear branded clothing and this is generally the idea of what is the quality of life. Whereas the quality of life, the reality of the quality of life is far away from this. That is something totally in dif a different matter altogether. This in reality doesn't make anything in terms of the quality of life. But in any case, that's a separate issue. The point is that generally people are all rushing towards dunya. And there are some, those servants of Allah Ta'ala, who Allah Ta'ala has blessed with some understanding, they are also rushing. They are also moving, rushing. They are trying to rush towards Allah Ta'ala. But there will be a time in every person's life when suddenly all his movement will come to an end in dunya. Nobody will move forever in dunya. Person will move, but for how long? Somebody for 20 years, somebody 50 years, somebody 70 years, but sooner or later everybody's movement in dunya will stop. But when that movement, the time comes for that movement to stop, then a person's eyes open out to the reality to understand and see that where was he rushing to? Was he rushing towards Allah Ta'ala? 
or was he rushing towards dunya and in the clutches of shaitan that reality opens out when the person's eyes close but at that time it is now too late to do anything about it if the person had been rushing in the wrong direction and if he was rushing in the right direction alhamdulillah even then there might be some regret that why didn't I rush even more but if the person unfortunately was rushing in the wrong direction now it's too late to do anything ya hasrata ala ma farradtu fi jambillah wa in kuntu lamin as-sakhirin that now all the hasrat and all the sorrow would come that why did I waste my life in this manner and he would now plead to Allah Ta'ala send me back to the world I will now be a good person I will be a person who will be obedient but Allah Ta'ala's reply will be kalla innaha kalimatun huwa qailuha wa mi waraihim barzakhun ila yawmi ba'thu this was just this is just words now. You had your chance, you had your opportunity, you thought life was just for fun, you thought life was just for merrymaking, just to have the leisures and pleasures of dunya. So you had your chance, but that's what you made of life. Now this is just a mere statement, it's words without any meaning that send me back and I will become a good person. When you get back, you'll do the same with this, because you did it once, you'll do it again. So the issue is to realize it now, before this moment comes when we are, when that realization comes to us without our choice, when it will come to us involuntarily, because now our eyes have closed, when the eyes close for dunya, it opens out to the reality of akhirat. But now it's too late to do anything about the life of dunya, it's past. So Allah Ta'ala has given us this short life, this is not a place of just merry-making, of fun, of excitement, of just appeasing the nafs and just indulging in the desires of the nafs. No, this life is a very, very valuable time that Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with. This is the capital with which we have to purchase the akhirat. And Allah Ta'ala has already done this deal with every mu'min. Inna Allah ashtara minal mu'minina anfusahum وَأَمْوَالَهُمْ بِأَنَّ لَهُمُ الْجَنَّةِ Allah Ta'ala has done this deal with every believer. Allah Ta'ala has purchased his life, his wealth in lieu of Jannat. But now does he keep up to the deal? Does he de deliver? Sometimes the deal is done, the transaction is over, the purchase and sale agreement is signed, everything is sorted out, but something or the other, that person who is supposed to deliver is not delivering. So eventually you say cancel the deal. The deal was done, but he didn't deliver. So likewise, the deal is done from Allah Ta'ala's side. But now it's for us to deliver ourselves. To deliver ourselves to Allah Ta'ala by submitting ourselves entirely to Him. Any case, being insan, being that weak makhluk of Allah Ta'ala, khuliqal insanu da'ifa, we tend to forget, we tend to stray, and we forget what our direction is, what our objective is, what we are here in dunya for. So out of His grace, out of His mercy, Allah Ta'ala gives us some opportunities to come back to Him. To bring back the realization, to understand what we are here for. That we are here, but we forgot why we are here. So Allah Ta'ala brings about some, out of His grace and mercy, some opportunities. 
some very great opportunities. And among those very great opportunities is the month of Ramadan. Now the month of Ramadan is still one month and a little more away. But if we understand it from the dua that Nabi Wasallam made when he cited the moon of Rajab, that the moon of Rajab is being cited, that is still two months away from the Mubarak month of Ramadan. And Nabi Wasallam is making dua while citing the moon of Rajab. Allahumma barik lana fi Rajab wa Sha'ban wa balligna Ramadan. Allah grant us barakat in the months of Rajab and Sha'ban. Allah make us reach the Mubarak month of Ramadan. Now this is to highlight for us, there's many, many lessons in this. In this simple dua, there's so many lessons. One lesson is, it's highlighting what is the importance of Ramadan that's coming. And somebody is, there's some big occasion at home, whatever, somebody's going to get married. Though that's supposed to be a very simple matter. Nikah is supposed to be as easy as performing two rakat salah. That's how easy deen has made it. But customs have made it very difficult. Deen has made it very easy. Easier than performing two rakat salah. But customs have made it very difficult. And together with the customs, then there is a mixture of ego. I got to do it in a way that everybody takes note. And if I don't do it, what people will say? So now, concerned about what people's comments might be and who might say what. And, but if I don't do it like this, then somebody might think that, that this person is a... You know, he got nothing, maybe. Al-Tanwi Rahmatullah he gives that incident of one Banya, the Hindu, very wealthy person. And very miserly also. Very hard for him to part with any bit of his money. But now the time of his daughter's wedding came, so he thought now, well, now I have to do something. So I'd rather do it in style. So now he did that, made a very elaborate function. And from one week in advance, that whole groom's party was all stationed there. And he laid it out for them. And, and after all this, now he decided to still now leave the... He thought that the last impression will be the lasting impression. So normally they say the first impression, he thought the last impression. So the last impression, he said, while well, everybody is leaving, each one give them one gold coin each. So now everybody is getting dished out one gold coin after this whole elaborate function. And now as they're leaving now, so he decided to now just hear something also. After all, he did it to hear. He did it to hear some praise of himself. The whole thing was done for some name and fame. But now he wanted to hear it. So he went away ahead where all the people now have to pass through that road and go past. So he went ahead and hid himself behind some bushes. Now after a while, the whole, all the guests now, one after the other on their carts and wagons and the animals, whatever, they're now going. So now in the olden days, so now as he's, one party is going past, so he overhears the person now making some comments. That uh, this person, oh, whatever he did, he did. But he's so wealthy, he never spent his whole life. If he just doubled it up, what difference will have made? And then after all, he gave one gold coin. If he gave two gold coins, what shortage would have come to him? So after all what he did too, that what he heard was the opposite of what he was expecting. He still heard some criticism. 
that is the end result of this dunya and chasing after this dunya and chasing after the glitter and glamour of dunya and the name and fame of dunya and the praises of dunya this is the end result that khasirat dunya wal akhirah that akhirat is already gone because of chasing dunya dunya also doesn't come dunya also is a shadow that the more a person chases behind that the more it runs away from him so in any case this dua that nabi sallallahu made on the one hand it's highlighting that what a great occasion is coming now that month that some occasion coming in somebody's home he starts preparing well in advance and all kinds of preparations and what is not required also is done the house is looking fine but it requires now to get repainted because now there's a big occasion coming up and so many other things will happen because of this occasion nabi sallallahu is saying to us that that occasion what we think is big that's no occasion this is an occasion and this is the yearning the enthusiasm that is being displayed two, two months in advance this dua is being made by who by nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam waballighna ramadan ya allah enable us to reach this mubarak month of ramadan now what is this ramadan for what we discussed earlier that we forgot why we here we forgot what is our object of life what is our direction where we headed to the month of ramadan comes to put that direction back into place and above all ramadan comes to connect us to allah taala that the whole object of fasting la'allakum tattaqun so that you may acquire taqwa what is this taqwa taqwa is building this relationship with allah taala this relationship has been cut by so many things by joining up with all the haram relations we have severed this relationship completely whether it is the haram of the eyes the haram of the ears the haram of the tongue the haram of the heart all the evils and filth that we have filled up in the heart and the illicit relationships and all the things that distract one and take one away from allah taala all these things have come in the way and cut up this relationship with allah taala the month of ramadan has come to join us up back to allah taala to link us to allah taala la'allakum tattaqun now when that occasion that comes to join two people in nikah people go through such elaborate preparations for that what about the preparation for that occasion that has been granted to us to link ourselves to allah taala that requires preparation also and this is that message nabi sallallahu alaihi is giving us on the one hand is dua but together with dua comes dawa also person is sick he makes dua as well and he takes a dawa as well he takes a medication also so likewise the dua is there but together with that there will be this preparation required as well the preparation person is going to be wanting to have his heart filled with that love of allah taala that connection with allah taala and after all this is what we are aspiring for and when a person gets this this is what he got everything tere gham tere gham ki e rab mujhko jo daulat mile gham e do jahan se faragat mile allah when if i receive this gift of your love then i will be free from all the griefs of the world this is what will change everything but that doesn't come without an effort 
as one other couplet one poet says liyahe humne dard e dil khoke bahar e zindagi liyahe humne dard e dil this dard e dil refers to the love of allah taala he says we achieved this love of allah taala but it didn't come for free khoke bahar e zindagi we gave in return or rather in lieu of it we gave the entire glitter and glamour of dunya we said we all this can go all this can go we want the love of allah taala to liye humne dard e dil khoke bahar e zindagi ek gule tar ke waste sare jahan luta diya for that one ever living we gave away the whole dunya when the whole dunya was sacrificed we achieved allah taala so that is what we are trying to achieve it won't come by still clinging on to all the things that distract us clinging on to the haram clinging on to all the things that become a means of getting closer to shaitan we have to now this is the preparation for ramadan and it starts now many a times this is the very very big deception of shaitan very big deception that many a person has this understanding of what is a great month of ramadan all about and how much blessings of allah taala showered in this mubarak month and he wants it it also so what he now decides to do that well all these wrongs that i'm involved in come the 29th of shaban all this will stop so now he is planning for the 29th of shaban when the moon of ramadan will be sighted then i'm going to give up all this so a person who decides now he is deeply caught up in some habit whatever that habit might be sometimes it might be a sinful thing sometimes not necessarily a sinful thing but do habits change overnight does a habit just change overnight now the person set the target for 29th of shaban says the 29th of shaban comes i'm giving up everything moon of ramzan will be sighted that will be the end of it does it happen do these things change by is there a button to press and it just the light will go off or the light will come on no there's no button this is a whole change of mindset change of heart that has to be achieved and the mubarak month of ramadan is coming to pour something in that heart the issue is is that heart right side up if that heart is upside down what is going to come inside now the person has decided with the moon of ramadan will be sighted or put it right it doesn't just come right in one second so by that time now some days of ramadan has already passed and the person says well like the common situation is the first few days of ramadan the masjid is mashallah quite lively and everybody is lively as well and then it seems like the life has gone on then people are waiting for the 27th of ramadan so what is the reason for this because there was no preparation for it beforehand everything was now left for the 11th 11th hour that 11th hour passed it became 12th hour already so this is that preparation needs to start from now and what is the most crucial part of this preparation as we mentioned that the object of ramadan is acquiring taqwa taqwa is this building of this relationship with allah taala the first step to taqwa is toba if a person doesn't even make sincere toba where is taqwa going to be possible taqwa is something that flows after toba that a person has now sincerely repented now he is refraining and he is restricting himself restraining himself from whatever allah taala has forbidden that is taqwa what is all about 
So this is the thing that we have to do now, not 29th of Shaban. We don't even know whether we will live that long. We have no guarantee for tomorrow. So we have to now cleanse this heart so that it can then receive in the Mubarak month of Ramadan. Rasulullah was taken on the journey of Mi'raj. So the many, many miraculous things that happened. One of the things was that was done was that with the water of Zamzam, the Mubarak heart of Rasulullah was washed just prior to this journey of Mi'raj. Now there wasn't a heart that was purer than Rasulullah's heart that ever existed and will ever exist on the face of this earth. And neither is the heart of any angel so pure. The purest of pure hearts that could ever have existed was the heart of Rasulullah. But many things that were done in Mi'raj was not because there was some kind of Nauzubillah deficiency or some kind of need for it. Rasulullah after having travelled on the Burak and then when he alighted at Baytul Maqdis, he tied the Burak. Was the Burak going to be able to escape anywhere? And if he tried to escape, who is going to try to escape from? Hazrat Jibreel Salatu Wasalam? When Yusuf was thrown from the top of the well by his brothers. Now what is the distance from the top of the well to the bottom? If you just say 10 meters, Allah it was that deep also. At that time, Jibreel was in the seventh heaven. And Allah Ta'ala gave him the command when Yusuf was being dropped, that go and save my Yusuf. And before he hit the bottom, he had already put his wings under him to save him. That was his speed from the seventh heaven. By the time this 10 meter drop, how many seconds that takes? Maybe two seconds or three seconds. So that is his speed. Where is this Burak going to run away anyway? But this was done to teach us that you trust in Allah Ta'ala, that is the main thing. But you are in Darul Asbab, you will adopt the Asbab and still keep the trust in Allah Ta'ala alone. Not in the Asbab, not in the means. But you'll tie your camel. You'll tie your camel, but you'll trust in Allah Ta'ala alone. You won't leave it untied. Iqil wa tawakkal. Hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Tie your camel. But trust in Allah Ta'ala. Don't trust in the camel. Don't trust in the knot you made. Don't trust in all your security. Trust in Allah Ta'ala. So, likewise, this washing of the Mubarak heart wasn't because of any deficiency in in the Mubarak heart. But again, this was a lesson for us. That if Rasulullah who is being taken to the seven heavens and beyond, as a preparation for this journey, this Washing of the Mubarak heart is also taking place, whereas it's the purest of the purest heart that could ever exist. So what about us when we want to now receive something from the divine blessings of Allah Ta'ala? How much we have to scrub our hearts? How much we have to wash out our hearts? So now will that washing start off on the 29th of Shaban, it'll get done? We have to start now. This is that lesson that we have to learn. And this is that preparation for the Mubarak month we have to engage in. That from now, this Toba, Istighfar, this increase in Tilawat of the Quran Sharif, this, that Toba now entails giving up the haram completely, cutting off all those haram relationships, and forsaking it forever, making sincere Toba with remorse and regret in our hearts, 
cleansing the inside and then increasing the amal, building up the momentum. Inshallah with this, when the Mubarak month of Ramadan comes, then we will be able to now build further on that. Otherwise, it will be something which one day, two days and then the steam will all be gone and we won't have, have any drive to do anything. And before we know it, the month of Ramadan is gone. Many a person, let alone the day after Eid, many a person just waits for the day of Eid to go back to all his sins. Which means that the month of Ramadan meant nothing for him. Yes, he kept fast, maybe performed some Tarawih Salah. But as far as the object of Ramadan is concerned, it made no difference to him. Because he never made Toba to start off with. He never tried to cleanse his inside, his heart. He never tried to bring the love of Allah Ta'ala. So as a result, the time just passed. And then on top of that, there was no sorrow for what was lost also. Whereas the sorrow upon the loss is also a very great thing. The sorrow upon not being able to do something too is a very big thing. Hazrat Abdullah bin Mubarak, rahmatullahi very great muhaddith, person of the early 2nd century, contemporary of Imam Abu Hanifa, rahmatullahi and his student as well. Very great muhaddith. All the books of Siha Sitta are filled with his narrations. So he passed away. After he passed away, somebody saw him in a dream. A dream, there are true dreams, there are all kinds of dreams, it's a lesson. So this person asked him in the dream, how did things go for you? What happened? So he replied and said, Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala forgave me. But I'm envying the rank of that iron monger that lived opposite me. He's a great muhaddis. His life was one year in jihad in the path of Allah Ta'ala. One year in teaching deen teaching hadith, one year he used to uh, engage in business and oh, he had it all in different times, all separated in one year, three portions of the year. Basically his whole life was completely involved in deen, that business he did also was just in order to take care of his needs and he fulfilled the needs of people. He spent what he earned also on the servants of Allah Ta'ala. There's one incident mentioned about him that once he decided that now he has the means to go for Hajj, or maybe it was a subsequent Hajj. So he made an announcement that I'm going for Hajj. So many others got ready. Now they want to accompany Abdullah bin Mubarak, rahmatullahi such a great muhaddis, he's going for Hajj. So they decided to join him. So many people came, said, please, I want to join you. He said, look, you want to join me, it's fine. But one condition, that anybody wants to join me, then I will take care of all the arrangements, etc. So whatever your expenses of Hajj are, you... Mark it properly and you have to come and give it deposited with me. I said, very well. They were more than happy that all the arrangements will get taken care of. He'll take care of all the needs. So people came and they sort of listed themselves on and all their expenses of hajj, some bag or whatever, however it was done in that time, they marked it and came and gave it to him. Any case, the time of hajj came. So he said, fine, everything is getting sorted out. So everything done. The whole caravan of Hujjaj now left with him. Then they came to Makkah Mukarramah and having stayed there for that period of time and all the arrangements of the accommodation and the food, etc. So now people in their mind that, well, we sorted out everything. We gave him 
whatever our expenses were. So now he's taking care of it on that note. And after having spent their time in Makkah Mukarramah, completed the Hajj, then they went to Medina Munawwara. And after having stayed there for a while, then he even said to them that, look, maybe your family, etc., needed something, you know, take back some hadiyah for them, fine, take something along. So, whoever wanted, he gave them the money for that, go and buy it. And now when finally everything was completed, and the whole caravan came back, everybody, mashallah, was very happy that Allah Ta'ala gave them the tawfiq, they went for hajj. After some days, he invited all those who had accompanied him. And he said, well, we were so long together, and we had developed such a bond. So now, person has that to invite his friends, invite those who he is close to. So I'm just inviting everybody. Everybody came along. After everybody had the meal, that bag that each person had given of his expenses of Hajj, marked with his name, tagged, he then dished out each person's bag back to him, in that same manner as it was untouched. He said, this was my gift to everybody. This was the kind of personality. So in any case, this was the personality and besides the great muhaddis of his time, such a great muhaddis that when the muhaddisin take his name, they are in awe. Let alone others. Great muhaddisin are in awe when they take his name. Imam Bukhari, rahmatullahi You see, if people only took to what Abdullah bin Mubarak had to say, they would have been fine. Can we imagine a person like Imam Bukhari, rahmatullahi giving that endorsement? He passed away. This person is seeing him in the dream. He asked him that, how did things go for you? Say, Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala forgave me and granted me more than what I deserve. I deserve nothing. Allah Ta'ala gave me a lot. But I'm envying the rank of that iron monger who lived opposite me. So he was, person woke up, he found it a very strange dream. He thought to himself, there's some message in this. There's some, something to learn in here. So he took, out, took a journey. Far away he was. He took a journey all the way to the place of Nang Barak, Rahmatullahi. Very far away place. And he comes to the town. And he inquires, Abdullah Mubarak, where he stays? You know, he passed away. He said, okay, I know he passed away, but where he used to live? He lived a certain place. In any case, he came there. He said, who lives opposite? You know, opposite one, Ayan Monga used to stay. He passed away too. Now, this became a more clear thing that this dream, there was some substance to this. Now, there was Ayan Monga living there. He didn't know who was staying here. So, he goes close to that house of that Ayan Monga. And he asks that person's wife from the Parda, that I've come to inquire about what was so special about your husband. He was an ordinary person, he was an iron monger. He used to go to his work during the day. He used to fulfill all his obligations of deen, but nothing special about him, an ordinary Muslim. You know, there must be something special about him. This is a dream I've seen. And I'm convinced there was something very special about him. So when he mentioned his dream, she says to him that, well, perhaps these two things come to mind. Perhaps Allah knows maybe this was something that brought him the special rank. That a person like Abdullah bin Mubarak is envying his rank. He says one thing was that he was an iron monger. The iron monger, he has to put that iron into that furnace, into that fire. Those days it was all done in this manner. person wants to make something, some utensil or some sword or whatever it is out of iron. So he'll go to the iron monger. He will have to hone that iron into that fire for a good amount of time until it is red hot. Now he has to stand close to it obviously. He can't stand one kilometer away. So now he is bearing that heat all the time and that fumes of that fire. So it's a very tough job. It's not something easy. Very difficult. And now when that iron is red hot, now it was after such amount of labor it was red hot. 
Now it has to be quickly stamped. If it gets cold, you have to start the whole process again. He says, after having done all this and now it is just ready to be stamped, ready to be shaped. And at that time, if he heard the Mu'azzin starting to give the Azan, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, then that mallet that he picked up to start stamping, he would drop that mallet from there. Say, I can't continue now, my Rabb caller has called. And he would immediately proceed to the masjid. He says, perhaps this is one aspect. Okay, this is mashallah obviously a very great thing and who knows this could be, have been that special thing Allah Ta'ala loved about him because it is that fervor and enthusiasm and the sacrifice that a person makes that becomes accepted in the sight of Allah Ta'ala that intention the sincerity that is in it and what kind of sacrifice he made that this person's sacrifice was this that now after having stood there for that while Born that heat, that fumes. Now he can quickly stamp it and get his work done and carry on. But he said, no, my Rabb's caller has called. This I'll have to undergo again, fine. For him, that was a very big sacrifice. That was his livelihood. So all that in place. But the Rabb, my Rabb's caller has called. And the second thing, the second thing was he would come at night. And after Isha, he would come home. Then he would spend some time in Ibadat. And after a while then he would come out of his house and he would look across the road, across the small gully and across was who living? Hazrat Abdullah bin Mubarak rahmatullahi. His normal practice especially in the summer months would be that because of the severe heat he would come out onto the top of his house like a roof garden, small balcony and he would spend the night in ibadat on that roof garden of his, in that balcony of his. He spend the whole night in ibadat. So he would be busy now already in his salah, standing in salah in front of Allah Ta'ala. He says, my husband would come out and he would look across the road, look at the top, as Abdullah Mubarak is visible there, he's standing in that roof garden of his, and he's busy in ibadat and salah, in nafil. And he would then, with great sorrow in his heart, he would say, Ya Allah, I am a very simple person, weak person, and then the whole day I had to do this work, involved in this work, I'm so tired now. So, I have to sleep now and tomorrow I have to get back to work. I don't have that ability and that strength to do what Abdullah bin Mubarak is doing. I wish I also could do the same. But I am unable. I am so weak. And having made dua in this way, then he would go to sleep. And then he would wake up in the last part of the night before, in the time of tahajjud, make a few rakats, make some dua and then leave for fajr salah. This was his routine. This person said, look, I am convinced Allah knows best, but this is that which gave him the rank above Abdullah Mubarak also. That, that sorrow in his heart for not being able to do what Abdullah Mubarak is doing, that must have come with such sincerity and such depth. And that is what really becomes acceptable in the court of Allah Ta'ala. In the court of Allah Ta'ala, Things will be weighed. Amal will be weighed. Don't be counted. There are certain things, the count must be right, obviously. Five salah can't be four. Five daily salah has to be five. If a person said, well, the count is not what matters, then he's, then he's missed the point there. Certain, in terms of the faraiz, his zakat, that two and a half percent counts. It must be two and a half percent. He can't give two, one percent. And he has to fast the full month of Ramadan. He can't say, well, 20 days, fine. So in terms of the faraiz, that count is necessary. But together with that, 
then especially the nawafil and all the other amal, it's not going to be counted. And even the faraiz too, together with the count being necessary, the amal will be weighed. وَنَدَعُ الْمَوَازِينَ الْقِسْطَ الْيَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ فَلَا تُظْلَمُ نَفْسٌ شَيْئًا Allah Ta'ala says we are going to be placing the scales of justice on the day of Qiyamah. And the amal will be weighed. Some person's sorrow on not having been able to fulfill some good deed. That will carry so much of weight. That perhaps somebody else's amal might not be as weighty. Because it came from such depth with such sincerity and such genuine feeling that perhaps somebody else who did the amal may not have done it with such feeling. And it is in the prerogative of Allah Ta'ala that who he accepted to what extent. But the lesson in all this is, the lesson in this is that we have to make this heart. We have to link ourselves to Allah Ta'ala that sorrow at least must, must first come into us. Ya Allah, where am I supposed to be? Where am I? You've blessed me with innumerable bounties. And this is one of the ways in which this sorrow is, is developed. That we have time for everything. We have time for, let alone, unnecessary things. We have time, Allah forbid, for even haram things. But if we haven't got time, we haven't got time to create that fervor in our hearts to get back to Allah Ta'ala. So among the things that creates this fervor, that creates this consciousness is to sit, take time to free the time without any distraction to sit down and like how people sit down to do their balances every month they're doing the hisab kitab how much came, how much went what came, what went and whether we're in a profit situation loss situation, people do hisab kitab of a lot of things to now sit down, take the time and ponder what, what ni'mats and bounties of Allah Ta'ala every day, every moment I am taking, making use of, I am enjoying, I am benefiting from. Think about the ni'mats in our physical self, the ni'mat of food and drink, we have a shelter over our heads. Above all these things, the ni'mat of iman, the ni'mat of the Quran Sharif, the ni'mat of the environments of deen Allah Ta'ala has given us, countless bounties. Out of that countless bounties, we count few of it. For few minutes we count few. We can't count a fraction of the bounties Allah has blessed us with. But whatever few we can count on our two fingers of our two hands. After having counted that, then count what we are doing. On the one hand, this is what Allah is showering upon us. How are we responding? How did I use my eyes today? How did I use my tongue? What would I spoke? This tongue Allah gave me, there are so many things, in fact, if one considers, let's say science has uh, progress so much a person loses his leg they make like another leg a person starts walking you can't make out the difference though it's never close to the it can never be close to the original but say the person is walking it seems like you won't be able to make out the difference that whether he's got a artificial leg or a real leg person has got a lost a hand nowadays they've created something a robotic arm and then with the nerves it's also all linked up in such a way that the signal from the brain now then goes through that electronics into that robotic arm and gives the impulses to the fingers to move and to the arm to move and all these things. But it's still not anywhere close to the reality of the, of the original. But have you ever heard anywhere that they made a fake tongue? With all the progress of medical science, have they made anything 
that can resemble something like the tongue also. But how much of ingratitude of Allah Ta'ala is displayed with this very bounty of Allah Ta'ala. This tongue that Allah Ta'ala has blessed us, such a great na'mad, that with all, they made that robotic arm and they made that leg and they made what not, and many internal organs they are trying to now do something that resembles it, but the tongue they can't come anywhere close to doing something that resembles the tongue also. This na'mad of Allah Ta'ala, what I used it for today. Now on the one hand, think of all this, and the other hand, this. If sometimes this doesn't still help us, then first think about somebody we upset with. Why we upset with him? Because he didn't greet me. He didn't greet me, so I got upset with him. What I did for him? How many favors I did for him? If I did something for him too, it probably can all be, after counting it several times over, it won't even, you can write it in one line maybe. Two lines. Two lines whatever favors I did for him, but he didn't greet me one time, I got upset. So, I got upset over somebody who didn't greet me one time, and if that person said some harsh word to me, this is, he didn't do anything. If he said one harsh word to me, then that is like Qiyamah came away. So, I got so upset because somebody said one harsh word to me. And how am I responding to Allah Ta'ala for all his na'mad, all his favors? What is my gratitude? Am I being loyal? Am I being grateful? So by sincerely thinking about it, not just as a passing thing, by giving dedicated time, even if it's just a few minutes every day, dedicated time, and then after having pondered over it in a very deep manner, then to now make that determination and that resolve that now I can't continue in this manner of life, I need to come back to Allah Dara. I need to come back to that way of Rasulullah sallallahu And in this I will do no one a favor but myself. The favor is only upon myself. And that reality will open up when our eyes close. How soon that will be, we have no idea. Whether we will see tomorrow, we have no idea. The time is now. Shaitan's trap is procrastination. Later. Later. Well, next week, next month, or Ramzan is coming now. 15th of Shaban is not far off. Just let 15th of Shaban come, then we'll sort it out. Whether 15th of Shaban, we will see it or not, we have no idea. 15th of Shaban will come. Whether we will be around to see it, we have no idea. The time is now. This is the night of Jumu'ah as well. It's a time to make sincere tawbah, make istighfar, beg Allah Ta'ala's mercy, beg His forgiveness, turn to Him in sincerity, and make that resolution to now bring our lives according to the commands of Allah Ta'ala in the way of Rasulullah Wasallam and that preparation for Ramadan that we had discussed at the beginning, to start that in earnestness now. And among the most important things is this Tawbah. For the preparation of Ramadan is a sincere Tawbah, daily istighfar, two rakas nafil at least, once a day, Salatul Tawbah, Salatul Haja, and begging Allah Ta'ala's help, Allah you make it, enable me to use the Mubarak month of Ramadan in the best manner, that it becomes a time of a complete revolution for the better in my life. And my heart gets filled with the anwarat and barakat of the Mubarak month. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Make zikr for a few minutes and then do it.
the reported in the Hadith Sharif, the person who recites La ilaha illallah a hundred times daily, Allah will cause his face to shine like the 14th moon on the day of Qiyamah. What this means, inshallah, is that with the barakat of this daily recitation, Allah will give him the tawfiq of fulfilling the good actions and staying away from all sin. And inshallah, this will become the means of his great, this great honor on the day of Qiyamah. Therefore, we should try and make this a part of our daily mamulat, our daily practices, that in our own time and space, we make time to recite this kalima la ilaha illallah hundred times daily. Recite Duru Sharif. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala Alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi وَأَصْحَابِهِ وَبَارَكَ وَسَلَّمَ تَسْلِيمًا كَثِيرًا كَثِيرًا يَا رَبِّ صَلِّ وَسَلِّمْ دَائِمًا أَبَدًا عَلَى حَبِيبِكَ خَيْرِ الْخَلْقِ كُلِّهِمِ جَزَ اللَّهُ عَنَّا نَبِيَّنَا مُحَمَّدًا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم الله الله جل 
Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, there is nothing we can hide from you, Ya Allah. But you are most pure, Ya Allah. You love purifying, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, we are begging for you, of you, Ya Allah, to purify us of all the sins we have committed, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, shower your maghfirat upon us, Ya Allah. Shower your rahmat upon us, Ya Allah. Forgive our families, Ya Allah. Forgive our friends and relatives, Ya Allah. Forgive the ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, shower your maghfirat on the ummah, Ya Allah. Shower your rahmat on the ummah, Ya Allah. Remove the pain and suffering of the ummah, Ya Allah. Remove the hardships and difficulties of the ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we acknowledge whatever is happening is due to our sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive us and the entire ummah, Ya Allah. Grant us and the entire ummah the tawfiq of those a'mal that bring down your rahmat, Ya Allah. Save us and the entire ummah from those a'mal that bring down azab, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, enable us to perform our five times salah with jama'ah, Ya Allah. Grant us khushu and khudu in our salah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, enable us to fulfill all the obligations of deen, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, grant us a sifat of ihsan, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us a true connection with yourself, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, remove all the evils from our hearts, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your love, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Fill our hearts with the love of deen, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of the a'mal of deen, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of the effort of deen, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Put the hatred of sin in our hearts, Ya Allah. Make us detest sin like how we detest filth, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Shaitan has made sin very, Ya Allah, glorified in our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, remove this filth of sin from our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with the love of the Qur'an Sharif, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Tilawat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Zikr, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of talking to you in dua, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Make the coolness of our eyes in salah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Enable us, Ya Allah, to do all that which pleases you, Ya Allah. Save us from everything that displeases you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, make us your true and loyal servants, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Your bounties are showering upon us every moment, Ya Allah. But how we have been, Ya Allah, reacting, Ya Allah. We have been so ungrateful, Ya Allah. We have been so disloyal, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we cannot tolerate anybody's disloyalty for one small faction, Ya Allah. How disloyal we have been, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Make us your true and loyal servants, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all those who are sick, give them shifaya, kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Ya Allah, remove every trace of their ailments, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those with any kind of difficulties and hardships, remove it, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove all our spiritual ailments, Ya Allah. Remove all our physical ailments with afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. All those who have passed away, fill their qabars with nur, Ya Allah. Make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Grant them the high stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those of our parents who have passed away, Ya Allah. Fill their qabars with nur, Ya Allah. Make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Grant them the high stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Those of our parents who are living, Ya Allah. Grant them barkat in their lives, barkat in their health, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the tawfiq of earning jannah through service to them, Ya Allah. Grant us the true respect of our parents, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. In the time of our death, take us with the kalima, La ilaha illallah. Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Allah, take us on iman e kamil, Ya Allah. Take us on tawbat and nasuh, Ya Allah. Take us at a time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make our covers gardens of jannah for us, Ya Allah. Grant us the shafaat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, give us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us the tawfiq of preparing for the Mubarak month of Ramadan, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make our hearts be right side up, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, make it ready to receive the Mubarak month, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, make the Mubarak month the means of a complete revolution in our lives for the better, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, grant us the true, Ya Allah, wealth of Ihsan, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the nisbat of the awliya'i siddiqeen, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all the effort of deen taking place, accept it, Ya Allah. Make it a means of hidayah, Ya Allah. 
Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, all the good that Rasulullah begged for, Allah, we also begging for all the good. Whatever Rasulullah sought refuge from, Allah, you grant us refuge as well, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all those who have raised their hands to this dua, Allah, you are the know of each one's needs, Ya Allah. You are the know of the cry of each one's heart, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, fulfill each one's needs of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fulfill each one's needs from the grave, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, make us yours, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you become ours, Ya Allah. And make us yours, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri ma sta'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balagh wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-alihi al-azim wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalqihi sayyidina Muhammad wa alihi wa sahabihi al-ma'in wa alhamdulillahi rabbi